Good evening, everyone, and welcome to episode 258 of the Ask the Coach show, where Ping Skills helps you improve your table tennis. In the show today, we'll be talking about the interesting terms, reset hops, and power pockets. Plus, we'll talk about ways to improve your backhand, how to improve your pendulum serve, and because it's Wednesday, we'll present the drill of the week. I'm Jeff Plum. And as always, Supercoach Alloys Rosario is here with me to answer your questions. Welcome, Alloys. Oh, good evening, Jeffrey. How are you this evening? Good to I'm see you. I'm very good. Yeah, I'm very good. Thank you. Um, good. Yeah. I've had a good day. It's been beautiful weather in Melbourne, which always makes you feel good. It has, isn't it? Melbourne, it's, it's getting warmer. What's going on? It's like 24, 25 today. I know. Down, going to winter. Exactly. I think the I think the seasons are getting extended. Like, so I don't think summer really kicked in until you know a few months after the official start of summer. I think the seasons are moving. Jeff, you called, it. Jeff. called it. Yep, you've called it. And there you go. Table tennis. I have indeed. Now, Alice, because it's Wednesday, the first thing I want to do today is jump straight into the drill of the week. What is it? Okay, yeah. So interesting one today and one we use a lot, and that is getting your partner to block to you in the backhand two-thirds of the table. So here's the full table. So we're just going to use two-thirds of the table and get your partner to block into that area. Now, what this does is it gets you to practice um, that switching position in the middle here without having to worry too much about the wide forehand, but you can just concentrate a lot of balls in that um, crossover position. So that's why this drill is good. Um, And you can do it at whatever pace that you want. So you can do it at um, a nice slow pace, uh, just controlling the ball on both sides, or um, you can try to topspin on both sides or maybe just topspin whenever it comes into your forehand area. So um, so you can do it at whatever level you want, but it's a really good one for just practicing that switching in that middle area. And 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 I suppose, you know, we, we talk a lot about um, finding that line of where you do switch between your forehand and backhand. So, um, yeah, so try that drill out. Uh, works really well and it's a really good one, even just at the start of a training session to do to do that drill there. Yeah, it sounds really interesting. And like you said, really good for improving that switching between the backhand and the forehand. But just in general, because you don't know where the ball's going, these random drills are really beneficial. Yeah, so the random drills are a lot more game-like because um, in a game, you don't know where that ball's coming. We often um, get uh, emails and questions from, um, from viewers that say, you know, like I train really well, I'm fantastic in training, but when it gets to a game situation, um, I don't perform as well. This is this is one aspect that players need to pay a lot more attention to. So in, um, in our training, often we just do a lot of um, set drills, so we know where the ball's coming um, and we just move to those positions. But And that's good for, for certain purposes, but when you start to get to the random drills, you're getting to more... Um, game-like drills and you need to read where the ball's coming and then react and play your strokes as well. So so that's why random drills are, are really beneficial, especially coming up to playing tournaments, do more random drills. 
Brilliant. All right. So everybody listening, see if this week you can work that drill of the week into your training. Two-thirds random placement in your backhand side area. All right. Well, now, Alois, yesterday's Ping Skillers question of the day was, what is better, playing as an attacker or a defender? Now, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say most people said attacker. Well, there you go. Let's have a look. So, Devon said, that's kind of like asking which side of your paddle is better, red or black. Hmm. Okay. Um, Thad said, that depends on the player. Good. Um, uh, Charomi said, when the defender gets to rank one. Um, Abhinav said, for this generation, it's attacking. There you go. There's one vote for you, Jeff. Um, Pradeep, attacker. John Nesbitt, attacker. Luke Blythman, defending is a dying art at club level, but it is always awesome to see defenders play attackers. I like your thinking, Luke. Yeah, so I think, you know, at the very top level nowadays, um, attacking does uh, win out over defence. But, you know, defending can work really well, especially at a club level. And, gee, it's fun to do too. Um, So if you like attack, uh, like defending, do it. Do more of it. Um, But, um, yeah, just see what, what suits your style, what suits your personality. See which way you want to go, but I like attacking, but I do enjoy defending as well. It's nice to go back and do some chops and get a lot of balls back. It looks great, and it is good to watch. It is good to watch, that is for sure. Um, And I do like that answer. It's like asking which side of your racket's better, red or black. (laughs) You need both, attack, defense, it's all one. Everyone knows the red side's better. The red side's better. (laughs) No, black side. (laughs) <laughs> um, <laughs> all right so that moves us on to today's ping seals question of the day which is a little controversial it is should boosting be allowed so jump on our facebook page and give us your thoughts on boosting you can also go to the ping skills blog at pingskills.com get involved we love to hear your thoughts all right, Alois, it is the 27th of April. Did anything interesting happen on this day in history? Ah, indeed. Indeed it did. The great Austrian Chen Weijing's birthday. So he was born in 1972. That makes him pretty old, right? 72, how many? <laughs> is that 44? 44, 44 this year. And he's still going. He's still plays pretty mean game of table tennis. Uh, so he's... he's mean defensive game of table tennis? Well, is it defensive or is it attacking? Yeah, it's, it's more the modern defence, isn't it? So he chops on the backhand and then he just comes in and smacks some sensational forehands. So, yes, Chen Weijing, one of the one of the real original modern defenders in our game. So a bit of a... Um, bit of a, a trailblazer, along with a couple of the Chinese... Um, uh, choppers of his day, but um, yeah, good work, Chen Weijing. You've uh, you've been good, and also one of uh, our old uh, mates uh, from Queensland, Kent Jamison's birthday, Jeff. There you go, happy birthday, Kent. Indeed, he was, uh, he was a very good Australian player. Um, yes, yeah. 
And it is it is also another Australian player's name, uh, birthday, Penny Unthank. There you go. Happy birthday, Penny, too. Now, speaking of the modern defender, Alloys, it seems that they have been around, as you pointed out, for a very long time now. Do you think we need to change the name modern defender? Yeah, to, to um, not prehistoric defender. <laughs> or you could just go attacking defender. Whenever you have a name that involves it, you know, like a time or, you know, the new style, it always gets outdated. True. What, what, was, your, what was your suggestion? Attacking defender. An attacking defender. Is that like a red-black side? Absolutely. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't... Guys, you've got a better name than that. I can't come up with one, but is there uh, anything well, better than attacking defender? I think Modern that can defender? be tomorrow's Ping Skillers question of the day, Alois. Oh, yeah. Okay, keep it under our hats. We'll use it tomorrow. Yeah, don't tell anyone that that's going to be the question. No. They might comment today. Good. Excellent. All right. Let's get on to the questions quickly. <laughs> Before we All die right. a horrible death. That's right. Yes. Exactly. All right. Now, the first question is from Ilya, and he says, I have a question about reset hops between shots that help to move. So after I make a shot, should I jump once before moving to the next position or is it better to make more smaller hops? Ah, good question, Ilya. Um, you can do either, but, I mean, watch watch the better players in the world and just see what they do. A lot of them do a couple of little reset hops and jumps into position um, as the ball's coming and as they see different things. So there's just that little, little hops um, in between. So... Take a look at what they do. See if you can emulate what they're doing. But yeah, I, I'll. I mean, I think at the at the higher level, it's best to do just a couple of small reset hops and into position, and then maybe a big one to to move. And yep, do a couple, Elia. Okay, it's interesting because I guess I'm imagining when players are just playing really well and everything's flowing that they kind of just feel like they're always just gliding across the court. You know, they play one forehand out wide and then they just move into the position almost seamlessly, like they know where the ball's going. Um, yeah, is it something you really need to concentrate on? Like after you make a shot, oh, make sure I'm balanced and ready for the next shot? Um, I, I think I think initially um, it's good to just get yourself moving, to start to make those movements because then – um, then it does flow a little bit easier. If you if you plonk yourself there, um, then it does make it more difficult to to get that inertia to to start the movement. So if you just start to do that little bit of movement and, and hopping into position, then it's easier to just go with the flow and move to where you need to as well. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. So after you've played a, a shot, you just kind of get ready for the next bit. And um, and then you're ready to move again. All right. Yep. All right, Elia. So great question. Um, and hopefully Alois's words of wisdom help you out. All righty. Let's move on to the next question from Tam. It says, hi, Alois. Whenever I am playing a match or training, I can only hit the player's power pockets and not the wide backhand and forehand. Is there a technique? to getting the ball wider to the opponent's wide forehand and wide to their backhand? And yeah. what is a power pocket, Alloys? Yeah, so a power pocket, um, some people refer to as 
um, an area where your opponent can hit the ball hard from. So um, if you were hitting to me, here would be my power pocket because that's where I'm going to swing hard at the forehand. And this would be my power pocket on this side to swing um, hard on the backhand side. So, so what you want to try and do is avoid those power pocket areas because that's going to make it easier for your opponent. So Tam's talking about, okay, so how do I get that ball wider? So one of the really important things to, to do in training is to um, extend yourself and not um, be worried too much if you're missing the ball out wide. So often we, we're, we're worried about not hitting the ball on the table. So we don't go out too wide on the, on the table um, and we get a little bit safe. Forget it. In training, don't worry about the safety. Just go out wide and don't be worried about hitting the ball um, off the side of the table. That way you'll start to learn the um, the boundaries that you have, I suppose, and you'll be able to start to to feel how far you can actually go uh, with your training, so, uh, with your with your hitting. So, um, if you if you don't do that, then you're going to basically close the table in, and you're only going to play into you know the middle half of the table rather than using those two quarters out out to the out to the side there. So, Tam, in training, just allow yourself to make mistakes by going out wide. Um, and I think one, one other way that you can um, start to focus on that is to even just put some targets um, into those um, areas so that um, out wide, you know, on the on the white lines or close to the white lines, and just see if you can hit those targets um, during your during your training as well. That will start to get you um, to just explore the the width of the table. Yeah, I get the feeling, Alice, that a lot of training almost encourages us not to go wide. Like when we just do the warm-up, we, pre- we just do forehand to forehand and often it's just fairly safe, you know, into the middle of their forehand area. And then if, say, they're doing some footwork drills, we might do the same. We might just play, you know, one of the backhand, one of the middle. And it's not always easy to, you know, go wider because your opponent's expecting the ball in certain places. But I guess it's better for them too. I mean, how, how do we incorporate that into our training? Yeah, so uh, you can start to get, uh, and we talked a little bit about this um, not so long ago, maybe it was last week, um, that in your warm-up, you know, just doing some anywhere hitting um, rather than just hitting the ball into the into the power pockets, basically into the forehand and backhand power pockets. So, uh, and even just incorporate a little bit of a game when you're doing that um, with your uh, with your warm-up. So, Try to outplace your 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 training partner, but not hitting the ball fast, but not um, blasting through them. Just controlling the ball and try to outplace them. So by doing that, you start to explore those the um, the width of the table and the different areas on the table as well. Yeah, good. All right, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So I guess it's just really applying a bit more focus to it, and yeah, just making sure you're not always just hitting to that same spot. So you, you like you said. You get the feel for how wide you can really hit the ball. Yeah, and you've got to do that in training. I mean, you've got to start that during your training time. You don't don't just expect to go out in a match um, and get those balls into the corners if you haven't done it um, for your training session. Brilliant. All right. And Tam, um, really good question, and it's great to see you thinking about this and, you know, trying to think tactically and work on your game. So well done. All right, next question is from Tristan, who 
Ask this right at the end of yesterday's show using the uh, Ask the Coach um, Google Hangouts page. Um, and we missed it because it was right at the end. So, Tristan, you're on tonight. He says, this might be a little simple, but in my training lately, my backhand is lacking terribly. It seems like no matter how much I understand how to do the backhand, I can't execute it. It is really frustrating when I know what's wrong but still can't do it. So do you have any advice for Tristan? Yeah, that that can be a frustrating situation, Tristan. Um, perhaps to start with, just video yourself doing the stroke. Um, that I find often helps a lot because our perception of what we're doing and what we're actually doing may be quite different. Um, but then just examine you know those those basic things that we talk about that start position and finish position of your of your backhand stroke and just see that you are doing those things correctly if you're doing them correctly the ball will go on um there's there's no way that it won't go on so just make sure that that, that technique is correct the other thing you need to then be aware of is just what type of ball's coming at you so perhaps um, you're not quite reading the the spin on the ball. Maybe there might be more top spin or back spin or whatever on the ball. So perhaps that's an area that you could explore as well. Just see what type of spin is on the ball, and maybe that is leading to the to the errors in your in your backhand. Yeah, um, it is amazing um, how your perception of what you're doing can vary so much from what you really are doing, and. We're lucky we live in this day and age. It's so easy to get a video camera. Most people have a phone that can do videos these days. Um, and it, it's really a helpful tool. So, yeah, Tristan, as Alice said, get out there, film yourself, and then compare it to our videos and, and really focus on that start and finish position, and I'm sure that will help you out. All right. Next question is from Matthew. He says, Please help my pendulum serve because it either hits the net or doesn't go over the net. And I can hit it sometimes, but more than often, it's a fault. So how can Matthew improve his pendulum serve? Yeah, Matt. So, um, again, with the pendulum serve, and we get this one quite a bit too, um, what happens a lot of the time is um, we hit the ball from too low. So the ball drops too low and it's almost below net height when we're hitting it. So when you do that, then the ball hasn't got enough bounce into the table to get up and over the net. Just try to stand up a little bit taller, get your elbow up a little bit higher and hit the ball um, from a higher position. If you do that, you're going to hit the ball down into the table. So then the the bounce is going to be greater and the ball's going to bounce up and over the net. So the, the main thing I find is just getting that contact just up a little bit higher. And if you do that, then you're going to get a bit more bounce. The ball's going to go over the net. Sweet. Be a good pendulum serve. Brilliant. Yeah. It, it is, um, it's quite an unusual action if you've never um, done that serve before, isn't it? Because like you said, you've got to get that elbow up high and kind of use it as a fulcrum it, it feels a bit awkward or at least you know initially i found that serve a little bit awkward yeah it is, it is an i mean this is not a natural position right so you don't walk around doing that all day um so just be just be wary of your shoulder too i mean don't do this serve for too long um initially because again that is a really unnatural position if you try to hold your 
your um, shoulder in that position for half an hour, you're going to get a very, very sore shoulder. So just make sure you're keeping it nice and relaxed. Practice it for a little while, um, take a rest, and then go back to it. Great. All right, Matthew, keep working on it. It is a very good serve um, to learn, so it's great you're, you're trying it. And I'm sure with more practice, you will master it. All right, Alois, that wraps up show 258. Big thank you to everyone who watched or listened. Make sure you check out pingskills.com. Visit our website, sign up for our free email newsletter. You can ask questions. You can comment on videos, comment on questions. Just get involved. Love love it when people uh, ask us questions or put comments on our videos. So jump on pingskills.com and get involved. And, of course, thank you, Alois. No worries, Jeff. Thank you, and uh, we shall see you again tomorrow. Bye for now.